Welcome to Real Talk with Tutana, a podcast that aspires to change people's lives through sharing of my crazy stories about drugs, alcohol, prison, going back to the life of alcohol abuse, and turning my life 360. I'm your host, the one and only Tutana, and I hope this will be a very, very, very interesting and life-changing journey. I'll be sharing these stories once a week, so make sure you don't miss out. Like it just takes a split of a second or a minute for your life to change, for your life to take a drastic turn. You know, one thing I remember is I made the mistake of committing a crime that will change my whole life. From an aspiring university student to life in prison, it was just crazy. I never thought I'd land in that place, but it was now my second home. It was going to become my second home. You know, anything can change in a second. The decisions that we make, they just change everything. So this is my life. This is my experience. Like where just start? You know, I'm there. I'm in. I'm in the courtroom. I know that I'm guilty. I've been found guilty, and I'm just waiting for my sentence. You know, and there's my family. Everybody's just in, I don't know, man, mixed emotions. My sister's crying, my other sister's running out. And I'm just there confused. I'm like, you know what? The magistrate just gave me a two-year sentence. I might as well face it, you know. But in the back of my mind, I'm asking myself, how is this going to go on about? I'm scared. I'm confused. But deep down, I'm saying, you know, for my street cred, I have to be strong. I have to be strong for my family. I have to be strong for my sisters. Ah, look down there in the courtroom. The magistrate says you have the right to appeal. And then from now on, you are in custody of the state. That's when I knew that uh, my life is going to change. That day, I was taken by police to the police station. Funny enough that my sentence, the way it happened, I was sentenced on a Saturday. Not many people are sentenced on a Saturday. I was sentenced on a Saturday. And I was taken to police station, to a police station where I was put in holding cells awaiting to go to prison. So I had two days to sit down and think about what I really wanted. How am I going to go on about this whole prison life, you know? It was just, it was just terrible. I get into that police cell. First thing I see is people, people that I know, you know, when, when you're living in a small, in a small town or city, you always see a lot of faces that you know, even in holding cells. I get there, I find a friend there, you know, he's like, yo, come sit. You know, he talks to me, ah, what are you doing in a holding cell on a weekend, man? I thought you were supposed to be out partying. I was like, ah. I also thought that, but no more partying for me. I'm going to prison. <laughs> you should have seen the face of that guy. He was like, are you serious, man? I thought you were going to go out tomorrow. We're going to be taken out. We're going to be given bailout. And we're going to go home. I'm like, nah, prison is going to be my, 
home for the next two years, you know. And then after talking to him, I was like, you know what, just let me just get a second so that I think about what's happening in, in my life and what's going to happen. I didn't want noise. I didn't want to talk to anybody. It was just crazy. It was just crazy moments where you just having mixed emotions. But yeah, 24 hours in a prison holding cell is a long time, you know. And every moment when I was in there, my name was kept, they kept calling my name so that people can come and check on me because people were coming in and out, you know, asking for me, hey, we want to see him. My parents came through, my family, my friends, everybody, you know. And in prison cells, you, when they check, you go in, you go out, you know, you talk to them. I think that was, those were my last goodbyes put into the prison cell, they said, no, you can't see this person today, you know. It was just crazy. So we went in, we went in, and luckily when we were there, everybody was in that cell for some fortunate reason, I should say fortunate reason, they had once been to prison. They had once been to prison, and some of them were being transferred, they were foreigners, they were being transferred from prison to that, to that, to that nation, to where they come from, you know, that, that, that country. And funny enough, those are the people that gave me very, very good advice that would help, that would see me go through the whole prison life for the next one year, two months. Yeah, I spent one year, two months. The, I'll tell you more about it. Why is it one year, two months from the two years, you know? For now, let's just talk about what, what really happened, yeah. We, 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 we're like... They're talking, talking, talking nonstop. I asked them, how's prison life, you know? That guy looked at me and I was like, you know what, I, I can see right in your face. You're not cut up for prison, but I can see the courage in your face. And I can see that you are really, 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 you really want to understand this prison life. And somebody who does that, it's somebody who can manage to live in, in a prison in, in a prison environment and manage to overcome it. One thing he told me was like, you know what, do not let prison control you. Do not. Control your environment and you will live a better life in prison. You know, I had too many questions in my head. The first question I, was asked, I asked those guys was like, how is prison, like... Um, is there like rape inside that place? Like those guys laughed at me. They were like, nah, don't worry, man. Yeah, so things like that happen, but it don't happen. It don't happen. Just 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 choose the right crowd, choose the right people. It it will, will go on well as 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 planned, you know. We sat down for minutes, we talked, you know. I wanted to understand every aspect of it. What's the currency inside? What do I use to buy my way out? You know, how do they operate? You know, they told me everything from buying your meals, buying your clothes, buying your space, you know, buying hot water, getting to know people, who to socialize with, who not to talk to, you know. And then they were telling me like, look, if you want to change your life, um, you have to go to church when you get into prison. Or you, if you don't want to change your life, you just have to join the gangs. You know, it, it's a two-way, it's a two-way stream in prison. You know, it's either you change your life or you just keep on, keep on destroying your life. And the best way to destroy your life is to is when you go with these gang, so-called gangsters. Yeah, I took that decision. You know, I had 
two nights of sleeping in a holding cell to think all about it. You know, but the sad moment came when um Sunday morning when my parents and um my my my, my then girlfriend came through. You know, I thought I was hard. I thought I was hardcore. I thought I was everything like that. But when I saw them going through that door, well, when I was called and I went to them, sorry, when I was called and went to them, you know, I looked at them in the eyes and I was like, this is real. I'm really going. And they are here to say their last goodbyes, you know. I could actually look at the sadness in their faces, the confusion, everything. And I couldn't hold my tears back, but I didn't want to show them. My eyes filled with tears. I went to a tap. I washed my eyes. I, I was tell, I told them, like, you know, I, I have too many things on my eyes. Like, my face is dirty. Let me wash my face. You know, they were like, okay, no problem. You know, when I went to them, gave them the last hugs, man, it was just an emotional thing, an emotional wreck. I cried. Not crying, literally making noise. <laughs> but, you know, my eyes were filled with tears. You know, I just wiped my tears and I said, you know what? Ten minutes is enough, guys. Just go. I really need to set my mind to the life of prison now. I need to accept it. I need to be ready for it, you know. I couldn't wait for Monday to come so that they take me back, you know. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. Um, now it's Monday. Now it's Monday. I have to like get ready for those guys to come and take me and take me to court. You know, and we go. We drive to court. Police station is just closer to court. It was by Central Police Station, next to the main mall, next to the magistrate court. You know, um, we drove to that place. I got there. I find my family there waiting for me because. They knew that's where I was taken. I was going to be taken before I I went to prison, you know. And we get there. We talk. We talk. I say our last goodbyes. You know, a friend of mine comes with a, a bag full of soaps. Because I had already communicated to them, telling them, hey, boss, they just told me, like, <laughs> currency in prison is it's, um, soap. It's soap. And especially they were talking about detail soap. Uh, you, you need detail soap. You need a product, uh, you know, toiletry. Like your toiletry should be brand, good brands, good brands. Because I, I had I had brands like Nivea and stuff like that. And then, you know, because that's how you buy, you buy your way out. You know, you buy f from food, everything, clothes, mattress and all that. So I told my friend, my friend came through. He was like, you know what? Here's a bag of soap. Those were too many soaps. My mom came through with a bag of soaps. You know, I was like, okay, I'm the soap king. You know, funny enough, that you know, thing. Don't drop the soap was running in my head. Like I got too many soap and I might not, I might drop the soap, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I knew that I, I would, I'd fight my way if anything. You know, if those niggas were going to rape me, they were going to rape me while I was fighting. They were going to stab me. They were going to rape me while I had blood all over me. I wasn't going to let that happen, you know, but I was scared. I was scared. I said my last goodbyes. I was put in the back of that van and I was taken to village. On my way, funny enough, I was with somebody who was being taken back to prison. This old man just... Laughed at me. I was like, uh, is it your first time? I was like, yeah, it's my first time. He's like, don't, don't be scared, man. 
Don't be scared. Prison is another place. You know, it's another environment. People live there. It's clean. People have rules there, you know. So you get there, you live by the rules. Everything goes in according, in according to your plan. You know, you don't get into silly fights. You don't get into silly arguments. You don't get into gang stuff. You know, you don't start becoming into, like, what, what do I call these? Um, stupid deals, you know. I was like, this old man is talking. I'm going to listen to him, you know. You know, I, I didn't even want to ask him, what, what are you in for? Why, why and all that, you know. I had my problems. I had, I had nothing to even think about his problems. We get there, we drop him off by the, there were two, that two, that, that around three prisons around that place. It's maximum prison for people with sentences above 40. And then there's first offenders, which is really not first offenders. It's for people with sentences less than um, is it 30, 30 years, you know, 30, 20 years, depending. Some people with 30 years that take it to maximum. Some people with 20 that take it to maximum. You know, but if you are 10 years, if you have a 10 year sentence, they're taken, you are taken to first offenders. But you, he definitely told me every criminal is that side. People have killed people are there. People have raped. People have extorted money from people are there. You know, people who owe people money are there. You know, it was just crazy. It was just crazy when he was telling me this. I was like, okay, am I going to share a cell with them? He was like, yeah, you're going to sleep next to a person who kills somebody. You're going to sleep next to a person who stabs somebody. And who knows, maybe your crime is worse than the next person to you. They also was thinking the same thing about you. And I was like, yeah, but he's telling the truth. You know, we get there, we drop them, we drop him off by the maximum, maximum prison, and then after that we go to another one. No, before that, Emile, <laughs> funny thing, they wanted to drop me off by maximum, and I was like, no, 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 I'm supposed to go to first offenders. They were like, oh yeah, no, it's written here, you're gonna go to first offenders. We go, we drive to the other side, you know. Before getting into that prison, it's a big wall. It's a big wall. And I was like, this is it. Do or die moment. Do or die moment. I have to be on my A game. I have to be ready for everything and anything. You know, I was like closing my eyes and thinking about everything. My life just flashed in front of me. My life flashed in front of me. I was like, I went to university. I went to school. I was one of the most, most, most intelligent in, in, in school, you know. My, my, my marks said a, a whole lot, you know. I listened to my parents. I did everything right at home. But yes, but some things I didn't do right. That's why I landed where I was. You know, I was thinking all about those things, you know. Why did I come to prison? I did a crime. I did a crime that I had to, like, pay for you know, the fights, the alcohol and drug abuse, that's what landed me there, you know. I always got away with it, but this time, there was no way of getting away with it. Um, it was time to face my demons, it was time to face my fears. And I was like, let me just finish this and see where it goes. 
It was a really, really emotional journey for me by that gate. They opened the gate. We went out. They strip searched me. Not literally stripping, but they searched me. You know, and in and, and Botswana, you, you don't get naked. They just search you. Check for if you have anything that you're hiding and all that, you know. After searching me, I was I, I, I was put there. You know, where, where I was put, I could literally... Because it's inside the wall, but inside the wall, there's another fence that's dividing the prison officer's office and where the prison cells are, you know. And then you could see a whole lot of people that day, and everybody to me looked like a criminal, you know. Everybody had a tattoo, everybody looked rough. Not rough as in dirty, you know. People are clean inside that place, but everybody was muscular. Everybody had tattoos. Everybody had the face of anger. You know, even when they're smiling, you cannot even understand, you know. And when I got there, people are just, hey, how's it, man? How's it? Come, come, come to the side. Uh, and they were telling me, you're going to play for our team. And I was confused. I'm like, which team are they talking about? Are these guys gang members or what? You know, and those guys were telling prison guard a whole lot of things, you know. They were insulting them. You know, throwing all type of shades, you know, even the guards were insulting them. I was like, what kind of an environment is this? Where have I landed myself? You know, to me, I was like, okay, every day is going to be war. You know, every, you know, even young boys, those who are younger than me, at that time I was 27. I could see young boys around 23, 24. You know, one of them came to me, hey, you should join our team. You're going to sleep in our cell. I'm like, why is this guy telling me I'm going to sleep in that cell, you know? Okay, I didn't know, but um, every new person in prison sleeps in a cell called cell one. Cell one, it's for, it's for new people in prison. It's for new people in prison. So I didn't know. I was like, how is this guy? Why is this guy saying I'm going to sleep in that cell? You know, it got me confused. I think the guys who, who, who try to rape people inside this place. You know, I was like, okay, I'm going to put on my A game. I'm going to put on my serious face, you know, but I had to go for that interview. I got inside and it was time for my interview with the with the prison officials. You know, they told me all the rules, everything like, yo, this is how it's going to go. Um, You're going to go inside that place. You're going to live here. You want to know everything about you, any tattoos you have on you what you did for a living, any qualifications I did, I told them, you know. Um, and then after that, we went to another orientation with the officer in charge of the prison. You know, we got there, they talked to me, you know, if you need to call, you should come to us, we'll give you a phone to call and all that. Those empty promises that you find out later that those are empty promises. You really need to get a phone inside, you know. And a phone is it's illegal. It's a it's a contraband. It's a contraband. Um. So after that, they took me inside. You know, the funny thing about that prison is, they took my bag, that my luggage and all that. They were asking me, oh, why so so much soap? I was like, I think I need soap here. Somebody told me soap is very 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 important. It's currency. They were like, hey, when I'm you 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 must have you must. 
have been in one of the prisons that we bet you can't come here with just soup like that i was like nah so we get in they they, they open the door not the door they open the gate so they open the gate they just throw me in there and i don't know i literally don't know anybody i'm scared i'm just there i don't know where to go there are around 10 cells an open space a tree you know i see toilets there and i'm like i'm not going to the toilets those are the most dangerous dangerous place I, that's the most dangerous place i can ever go to you know I, I i found space where i could be seen by the guards it's an open space and all that you know funny enough some guy i went to university with i found inside he came to me he was like hey, i was stuks i was like what what are you doing here man he's like hey shit happens you know i never thought i'd be here but i'm here just like you you're here you know, we sat down. He was like, no, it's around lunchtime. Um, let's go eat. You know, I was like, okay, this guy I trust. And I can see his body cells. I can beat him up. He was scared of me when even in university. I was like, okay, this one I'm just going to trust. You know, we get there. He gets food. This guy already knows prison. Everybody knows him. And he gets, like, extra meat. And he's like, no, nah, man. I'll take care of you. Don't worry. I'll tell you everything of what you need to know in prison and all that. I was like, okay, no, I'm ready. I'm ready to know everything about prison. He sat me down. He showed me, no, you need to talk to, you don't, you shouldn't talk to those guys. You should talk to these guys. You know, when somebody approaches you and talks to you in this way, in this manner, know that they're not good for you, you know, because the first thing that I wanted to know was like, which guys want to fuck people in the ass in this place? Because I don't want to be associated with such people, you know. He was like, nah, don't worry. Um, I'm going to show you people like that. You know, people like that, they use, um, they come to you in a friendly manner. They make you feel like you are one of them. They make you feel like they know you. They come and approach you. Hey, where have you seen you from? Um, you'll tell them the answers and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember, you know. And then they'll be like, no, don't worry, man, I got you and all that, you know, because they are trying to build a relationship with you and trying to make you feel like um, you're their friend. Well, you're not their friend. They want something from you. you know? And I was like, okay, show me the people who do that. He just pointed them out with words. Not He didn't use the hand. He just used words. You know, I could see some people that are like, okay, this guy's already schooling this guy, you know. Um yeah, I think that guy was a blessing. My first blessing in prison was that guy, you know. And that was my first day, you know. And we ate lunch and he had to leave me. He had to go and work. And I was just back there again all by myself. I just sat there. I had more time to think about everything. My life came down crashing on me. I started asking myself questions again, like, what am I doing here? I, these guys seriously telling me I'm going to spend two years in this place i was like nah i can't i can't and then my name was called again i went to the prison officers they told me you know you have one last interview in that interview they told me um this is what's gonna happen you're gonna stay in which cell for how long are you gonna be here they told me there's a remission that's the, they're gonna take out you know they told me like yeah no your sentence is two years we're gonna take out um eight months eight months of your sentence, which is one third of your sentence. But every time you, you you do something out of the law, we take out 
whichever days we want from the remission that we gave you, you know. I was like, okay, no, this is something that I could deal with. You know, they told me, yeah, no, go get ready, go that side. We are about to close down the prison. We are about to close down the prison. Now fun is about to start. You know, when I went that side, some guy screamed, he was like, bring him this side, bring him to my cell, bring him to my cell, you know. You know, he's going to sleep next to me. I was like, what does this guy say? You know, the cell that he, <laughs> the cell that they took me to was the same cell that that guy was sleeping in. The same cell that that guy was sleeping in. And I was like, I'm not going to go into the same cell with this guy. Are these guys serious about this? I'm not. You know. I was so, so, so scared. And he was tall. He had tattoos. And everybody respected him. You know, we got in a line. They counted us. They wrote my name. They read my name um, in a book. They wrote it down and read it when they were counting us. And then they put us in the cell. And now reality started. And they closed the doors. <clears throat> Slammed it on my face. The cell was hot as hell. But clean though, a few minutes later, after they closed the cell door, they opened it up again. They had brought uh, my mattress and blankets. They brought in my mattress and blankets. It was just crazy. I, I took the blankets and somebody was like, don't even try and put those blankets here. Those are dirty blankets, you know. Yeah. That was the beginning of everything. That day, I was scared. I never, I didn't know what was going to happen. It was just crazy. Wow, wow. So many emotions running right now. It was, I, I, I can just feel like, I, I can feel it like it was just yesterday, you know. I can feel it was just yesterday. It's very emotional, you know. So we got into that cell. I was introduced to the person who, what do you call, who runs the cell, like a, sort of a prefect, sort of a boss in the in the cell. And they were like, yeah, this is the guy who's going to be running this place. He's our boss here. He tells us who's, who's cleaning when, and he tells us the rules of the cell, and he makes sure everybody follows that. You know, okay, I was like, okay, no. They, they, they call the guy Sebond. You know, I was like, okay, no, not a problem. And then the cell, it's an open area with a lot of mattresses going in around, like um, forming a, a U-shape. You know, a cell is, the cell is a very long rectangular shape. And it has a small toilet and, it's, and a small sink there for, the, for, the, for, for cleaning up your dishes and stuff. So, before everything, they were like, we're going to tell you the ground rules of the cell. First rule is, you don't ask anybody what, they, what they're in for. You don't ask them why they're in prison, unless they tell you their reason, you know, and nobody's supposed to ask you. I was like, okay, I'm good with that. And then they told me, like, in our cell, we believe in a clean cell. We clean. Definitely, you're going to have to clean. I was like, I love cleanness. 
Then they were like, okay, let's go show you the toilet. When they said, let's go show you the toilet, four, four guys <laughs> four guys stood up and were like, yeah, let's go show him. Let's go show him. Everybody was topless, you know. Okay. I didn't get the reason why they were topless, but it was because it was hot. But in my mind, I was like, okay, it's about to go down. You know, I, I stood there. I was like, no, man. I was like, what are you guys trying to do? So one of them pulled me by the hand. Like, I resisted. He was like, come, let's go see the toilet. Man. They opened the toilet. I was like, okay, I will, I'm, I'm not going to be afraid to go into the toilet because if I'm afraid... They're going to see that um, I'm a really, really, really scared person. And they're going to take advantage of that. I just went in and I was like, okay, what, what's that? what happens here? Then I was like, okay, this is how you pee in a toilet. You don't pee standing up, you know. We don't want funny diseases here. We don't, we love hygiene. You pee sitting down, you know. They showed me everything. And I was like, what? Am I going to spend two years, one year, four months <laughs> peeing? Sitting down, you know, they were like, you don't take a shit in this, in this prison cell during the day, only at night, you know. I was like, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. That's when they told me, ah, no, you know everything about a cell. It's time to, to like, go and socialize with other people in a cell. That was my day one, but it doesn't end there. Let's talk more about it next time, you know, because it's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long, very, very long night. My first day in prison was crazy. And I had more time to think about why did I mess up with alcohol, drugs and fist fights and all that using, you know, it was just crazy. So make sure to catch me on the flip side. Catch me on the next episode. That's the end of our show today. Let's continue next time on Real Talk with Tutana Sanganga. Next time we go in deep on my first experience in prison. First night, first morning, first shower, first real interaction with other prisoners outside the cell. Hope you enjoyed the show and you'll be back for more. Catch you on the flip side. Cheers, buddies.